Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at deconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peake. We are here, episode 124, with Jackie. Hi, everyone. Thankfully with Jackie and not anyone else because everyone else has lost power or internet or both. Yes. You're you're all stuck with me. From the hurricane. We are stuck. (laughs) Hurricane Zeta. Yes. It's making its way. I I believe it for Thais and for Julie because they both live in Louisiana. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how Becca's pulling the hurricane card. She's in North Carolina. <laughs> she in North Carolina. <laughs> she won't. She, she's she, getting that little Becca, map in right now. If you wanted now. a vacation day, you just had to ask. <laughs> it's well, it's okay. funny. She got up early and she was able to like get things done somehow. She's like, it's, it worked out perfectly getting like extra stuff done for, for Julie. But I'm yes. like, man, what's wrong with whatever happened? That's not <laughs> yeah. good. Things yeah, Julie, just break. Julie messages and says, hey, um, power's going to be out for three to five days. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Oh, I'll but try. it's a good time. Close to yeah. close the weekend. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. My initial reaction back is like, no problem. Becca just said she has a little bit of extra time. She thought, whoa, Becca's oh, down. Like, no. It's kind of like when um when all of my family except for me got the stomach flu at once. Oh, get sick. You're just, like, you're just waiting. Uh, well, that's uh, what is so nice about having our little deconvert family because we mm-hmm. all just kind of distributed. it's nice being able to help jump in where it's needed and got all got our each other's backs. I love it. Yeah. For sure. For awesome. sure. All right. Well let's hop into story time. It's story time. It's story Jackie, time. have you heard our sound effects yet? No, but this is so cute. You don't know where that's from though, <laughs> do you? Because you're younger than me. No, I don't. Please. You don't know, you're gonna Teddy, make me feel like I'm a baby right now. It's Teddy Ruxpin. It's story time. There's this amazing yes. bear that had a talking mouth. You could put a cassette tape in it, Andrew, and yes. hit play, and its I'm mouth would. To he Google. would read you the story. As, Kevin, you talked about this bear oh, before. Man, you? I wanted that bear so bad. <laughs> this was like the. Why gift don't I buy the bear? I need to go. You need excuse to me. Get I'm going to go to eBay right now and just buy. This Eddie Ruxpin. There's one on Amazon. It looks like. No but, way. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Right, stay focused. Focus. Focus. Okay. okay sorry. Yeah. Uh, Andrew. Yes. You have time. a story. I do have a story. It's a trend that I'm noticing. It's not a fun trend, but it's a trend. It appears as though Google is getting the official word that I'm using is quirky with mm. showing lower volume search keywords, which is typically for our builders, like yeah. a community name. Mm-hmm. And so just looking over like month over month over month, say like August through now, October, it's like 20% less per month. And those leads are like the, the attribution for that. They're essentially, you're just standing in a line. If someone's typing in the name of the community, mm-hmm. they've had to visit it before. There's some, they've had to have interacted some way about it. But Google gets a lot of credit, depending on how your attribution is set up for those leads. So then it looks like, oh no, Google's not doing so hot. But really it's like Google is just playing this game with us of like not showing the ads as often. And so then we're seeing this trend where organic leads are going up. You're like, well, that's strange. Like usually those are like the same pathway that they go together. Like Mm -hmm. Google PPC goes down, Google organic goes down. So yeah, it's been probably four or five times I've heard this and analyzed that same as same result Mm -hmm. every time. So say it, say it again, a little louder for those in the back or a little (laughs) less techie, (laughs) less techie. Google is hiding data 
the ads it's there's itself. Or the ads itself. Ooh. They're not showing ads as often. On low volume on searches. On low volume mm. searches. Because essentially Ooh. I think the organic search should do the trick, you think? I don't know. You think you would think you could make any ad show up for anything because Google wants the money. But there right. has to be something you could put in, I don't know, some obscure word and then it won't pull anything up or it shows one ad. Uh-huh. And how often yes, does it show I have one seen ad? That. Yep. So one like this one, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin just pulled up, there's one ad. And so maybe it used to be three ads 50% mm-hmm. of the time. And there's no way to like, it's really hard to analyze because all you see is impressions going down, yep. clicks yeah. going down, bids staying the same. So everything that would indicate like, oh, we need to just adjust things is not showing that sign. It's just like, oh, the impressions are down. Mm-hmm. But then we're seeing on the opposite side, organic leads go up. I just love how they slowly are keep lowering. Like pretty soon, there's going to be no r- real visual distinction between an ad and organic link. Yeah, that's true. This oh. looks like organic. I mean, the colors are it all does. the same. It does. There's no. There's there's just that little ad word um, next mm-hmm. to the next ad to the word. URL. Sneaky, right? Sneaky. Yeah, but that's it. And so part of me thinks that that's kind of the goal maybe here is mm-hmm. they want the total click through rate to ads to be higher. So by showing less of them, yep, you're not doing that typical behavior. Like I saw someone uh, post on Twitter, they got access to the Instagram store icon in the, in the actual main navigation of Instagram. And oh, they're complaining okay. about this on Twitter, but they're like, <laughs> I, I went shopping for things eight times today on Instagram just because I'm trying to go to the notification button and they put the shop button there. Ah, So mm. it's this co- constant cops and robbers thing with human behavior. So maybe that's what Google's trying to get people to, to stop doing is, just, is the typical, I'm just going to scroll past those first two or three ads and get to the good stuff. And if it's less visually notif- notifying you that it's an ad and there's only one of them, and it looks like they seem to be doing preferential treatment to expanded ads with more content around it yeah. as yep. well. All so. the extensions and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not fun. That's not fun. It is what it is, but it's hard. Like you can't just say it is what it is. That's not acceptable, right. but it kind of like everything is correct, but Google's just showing this less often. Um, yeah. So yeah. Have fun if you have that. <laughs> post, uh, just post some in- questions. In- increase your bids if you really think it's a must have, but also like, it's still a branded term and you all know how we feel about that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. we, we were, I think this is the time for it. We don't have a guest today, so we can just uh, oh, okay. take our sweet time. It's on a call with a new builder and our prospective new builder. And they're in a couple different, they're a couple different markets, like let's say four different Metro areas. Sweet. And we're talking about what's going on. Really smart people. We go to budget. And they're like, yeah, we spend, you know, I think it was $2,000, $3,000 a month. And I was like, oh, okay, per market? No, no, in total. And I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. How's that possible? I mean, we do have the pandemic, the best market ever, right. all that makes sense. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we just, but everything they do is brand terms. Mm. Like 90, 90% of what they do they is have brand terms. The most amazing conversion costs. So, <laughs> But that, that, that was an interesting point as I was going through that live with them on the call. I was like, well, you know what? This is interesting because right now, one, you don't need all that extra attention and traffic. And so, and they're like, yeah, this wasn't really as much a growth year for us. Next year, we plan to, to expand to additional markets and, and grow more. 
Mm -hmm. Well, focusing on those brand terms isn't necessarily going to help you grow more. It's going to help you be very cost efficient for sure. It's going to help you make sure you're, you're capitalizing all the people who are looking for you when not miss them, which you, you probably yep. wouldn't, but that was just interesting. That's interesting. I've terms. never seen it just only brand terms. Yeah. It was mostly brand terms. Let's just say mostly. that. Yeah. Let's say 80%. Yeah. 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 Like Who knows? <laughs> Uh, Jackie, what about you? What's going on in Jackie land? I am going to briefly, casually just talk about the (laughs) new custom home process that I've kind of been going down that avenue. And from, and it's cool because even before we jumped on, I was like, I don't know if I have a story, but I thought about it. And it's really neat to be on the other end of things, to, to get such a different perspective to be on the other side. And going through this process, it's almost sometimes I catch myself, even though I'm very aware and being very focused and present in this industry, I catch myself a little off guard going through different things as also kind of that prospect and mm-hmm. diving in through and even just the the design side. So that's where we're at in this stage now that we've... Yeah, quick review in. for everyone. Jackie yes. has property that's been in the family. Yes. One, one side of the family or the other. Looking to build a custom home on your lot. Yes. Same thing I'm doing. So this is fun. I'm mm-hmm. just a couple months. This is fun. Maybe a, a year ahead of you. Yeah, depends wanna, on how much... Yes. I want to build something. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking like, about that. You know, two years ago, we got a puppy. Um, but what's going to get us through, you know, the pandemic this winter? It's just going to be watching the house. Yeah, built, house stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, uh, and, and so that was the one thing is, you know, once you hone in on who we were to pick and then you go in through the different phase of then now it's the design stage and granted, this is a whole other ball game. It's not just somewhat, you know, picking a set floor plan and, you know, adding in those upgrades and kind of moving on. It's now opening this whole can of worms with the term custom. And once you dive in exactly what that entails and just to kind of where we're at with that is, and this is something that brings me back to being a part of more of a corporate marketing team. So I go into this and I'm like, I want these four things are a must, you know, two-story great room. And I want the foyer, similar to what you said, Kevin, like a, a bright, airy, open space. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if there's an office on one side, office on the other, I have all these things I come in and I want. And then I sit down and mock up everything. And then I'm told this all doesn't work. You you can't (laughs) have all of this and it's, and it work. You will have like all these different peaks and roof lines and and this, you can't have open space. You have dead square footage or you're, you know, if that's what you want, that's fine. And it just reminded me of similar, Kevin, you've been through this before, you kind of get, and sometimes through the sales side, you come in and you get, okay, this is all we want. And you're sitting there and you're like, wait, this, you can't really get everything. We got to find some compromise in this give and take. Yeah. So what do you get rid of? You got rid of of what your husband wants, right? Oh, well, it's funny. Funny (laughs) you say that. It's funny because he was like, we don't need all this open space in this foyer. And I'm like, what, what, what? It's funny when it comes down to sitting there and we made a list. I can hear it. I can hear the back and forth. You said, (laughs) fine, then why don't we just go live in an apartment? I said, we're not building. that's all we're doing is efficiency, let's go live in an apartment. (laughs) It's just a box. Like, and I I said, you know, we're going to write down our wants versus needs. Oh my goodness. It's, I'm, I'm containing my laugh because 
it's how varied we, we had to be on the same page and that took us sitting down. It's funny because you're thinking like you guys had to sit down and had a meeting for this. No, we really did to have to sit and be on the same page, figure out a want versus a need, mm-hmm. figure out, you know, where's our compromise, the dream versus reality and, and spending that extra time you know, you say, okay, we're saving money here and there, but where can we spend more on? What's a bigger investment? You know, I have this want of a soaking tub, a jet soaking tub that I envision sitting down with my glass of wine every night. Okay. How realistic will I be doing? Like, will I be doing that every night? Exactly. So (laughs) it is definitely kind of this initial stage of figuring out, you know, just being on the same page to me is well. Is what's a big interesting thing. about that, especially to me, Jackie, is where you go. Because here's the thing: we we're all too mentally lazy to just do that thinking on a piece of paper with a pencil. Mm-hmm. So you guys all use something as you were going through that list, whether it was house, Pinterest, right, builder sites. But but how useful? You don't have to say the name of the builder you're working with, but how useful is the builder's current website at helping you think through those things? Or are you forced to go somewhere else? So I, without naming the builder, the site is, oh, can I say this? It's extremely outdated. So for mm-hmm. me personally, oh, okay. I, I found a picture I liked and it was Would like- Would you say it's scary? <laughs> it, I will use the words <laughs> spooky and creepy. Spooky. And it oh, is man. like coming up now Halloween I guess weekend. this is our <laughs> Halloween episode. <laughs> this exactly. is? Oh, Yeah. It, it is outdated. Like I will say personally, word of mouth, it was probably the best marketing for this builder. Um, so the yeah. website's useless to begin with. I, I hate I, to say that. I can that. say that. Like, you can't. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. For Imagine me, if they had a real website with the word of mouth reputation. Uh-huh. But that's, my, that's my point is there's Which people is listening who have a great website, have a lot of great things. And yet this goes back to what we keep saying. We never know why someone's on the site. Mm-hmm. But if your site's not useful for that real world conversation that's happening, mm-hmm. where yes, you're working with this builder, but the amount of time and money you put in doesn't mean that you couldn't, through the research process, hit the eject button and say, you know what, this this custom builder makes it too hard and decide mm-hmm. to go a different direction. I, I will admit that that is one thing to me and this goes back to the episode where I talked briefly about my husband's perspective is kind of being out of the industry. The website for me personally was almost because it's not, it's outdated. Um, the gallery has a ton of really old pictures. Like for me personally, I being a designer, I, I some of the fellow interior design lovers, there's Studio McGee, all those new Netflix shows out there that are really just. So wait, um, wait, wait, Studio McGee. Yes. What is with this place? Oh my gosh. Link Where? to the show notes, but <laughs> we spent, my wife mostly yes. spent Studio. like a month and a half Maybe. trying to figure out what kind of hardwood floors we were going to have. Did you watch the Netflix show too? Did oh, she? I don't, I don't know anything about Studio okay. McGee. Okay. There's a Netflix show? I've never yes, been there. I like that moody and bright Netflix remodel. I have to change my life. It's dream home <laughs> makeover. And it is just... And that's I mean, them. okay. And it's them. They they go in and they have this <laughs> transitional design style where they mix traditional with modern. So it, it's kind of more like modern farmhouse, a yeah. little bit more the warm and cool tones. The mm-hmm. I love it personally. And it's one of those things that I will say that 
uh, Kevin, I'm at fault. And your Melanie, probably your wife too, with, you know, we, we find these beautiful things on Pinterest. And, and at the end of the day, they all have to be one cohesive piece, just like anything else. Like just with yeah, a vision in the mind. Whole shopping, this is what I'm saying is I wish, and I, I know not all builders can do this. I know what I'm saying is, is crazy talk, but for my wife to take a picture from one angle of one home, <laughs> who knows where and say, I love this. And to your point, mm-hmm. like, I love this part of the kitchen and then I want to stick it together with this other part of the kitchen. Yes. And I'm being unable to visualize that that means you now have no way to walk into said kitchen. Like there is no opening. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot happen. Your kid's doing Legos it, in there. It just creates <laughs> this frustration point. Right. Yeah. But Sue McGee, that's how we found the hardwood floors we're using is because Stop it. Oh, I love it. And oh, she nice. did not we didn't know about this place until she just found a bunch of their pins on Pinterest. Went to the yep. website, realized I really like the way these people do it. And so now mm-hmm. we have the Malibu Malibu Hallwood, I don't know, Hallmark Hallwood something floors. Oh man. Oh, well, like you it. just you yeah. opened up a door for me to maybe message Melanie to if once I get farther down into the design no, side please don't. of things. We, it, no. it, it, it got so bad. And this <laughs> is this it. is this don't is, do it. This is funny, not funny, but it got to the point where it was like, Kevin, you take over the selection process. Like I'm, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have yeah. a mental episode if this has to continue to this because oh, there's man. just so many choices to make. I, I, you know what, Kevin, I, even though I'm just in the beginning, I got to a point where Josh could probably so relate to you from that standpoint, but I'm like, what kitchen do you like? And he's like, they look similar to, it's like showing a guy two different brown shoes and it's like a very small change in them. He's like, they're both brown. What do you mean? Like, they're, you mean? so I'm like, Ugh. so I, I just, this is definitely a really cool process from a different perspective and catching myself and having to kind of be humble and grounded and say, okay, like making one cohesive vision that's realistic mm-hmm. and not too out of the realm of possibilities. So, yeah, I feel like building, I guess this wouldn't be for custom builders, but like if they have these space building fake kitchens, like a set kitchen without cabinets or like say like the different shapes or designs that was somewhat modular so you can move things that exists in real life, right? Like, oh, what's a 12 foot versus 20 foot island feel like? In this kitchen and then it's like the did you say room, 20 like, foot island 20 foot like Where i'm thinking that? giant what? i don't know <laughs> 20 foot a giant kitchen like oh do we do a 20 foot island and a giant kitchen with like Sign four inch out. thick oh we're doing we're doing a 10 foot island and everyone thinks we're nuts they're like what are you gonna do on that thing did the whole family there to eat dinner foot, 20 foot long not 10 foot feet across Right. <laughs> no. I, mm. Yeah, I know. I know. They just. But, but I feel like that could be a thing, like for custom builders. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, there are of... there are definitely vignettes. I think the future there, man, we're all over the place. We are. The future is projected AR on. So you, you, you have go. you have a kitchen shape. It's essentially all the cabinets are green screens to which you would project a color mm. and a floor and a countertop. That I think is the most likely or, or some type of glasses, visual yeah. AR piece. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, people want to be able to like feel the space in between cabinets and Island or whatever, be like, Oh look, six people can walk between this spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why you would need that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that'd be neat. Kevin, um, how about you? The, like the Oakley house update is we closed on our construction loan yesterday. That was a 
amazing to have that done. Um, over 150 documents traded back oh. and forth over the last two and a half months ish. That's amazing. Yikes. It was, yeah. well, yeah, when you own did a you company have to fax and everything. Anything? Um, I did not have to fax a <laughs> ton of, I use Tiny Scanner from iPhone to scan all my stuff mm-hmm. and it's great, great oh. little app. But that is done. We have, we have the cash and we don't have to close again. I was telling the group earlier that's the most oh. stressful part for me because mm-hmm. I'm used to the rest of it is the financing because you just don't have control. Like we refinanced our existing house um, back in, what is it, maybe June, July. And so we go to get the loan construction loan and we did it knowing like, okay, we think we're going to start building soon, but it's going to, it's going to take a while to build the house, probably a year mm-hmm. anyway. So let's go ahead and refi the current home. We can even, we can go for a five, one arm because we're not going to be here for five years. Get a, get a super low rate on that. To, so that way, when we have the construction loan, it's not as, as big of a burden. Mm-hmm. Well, we go, we go to start the f- process finally with the bank. And he's like, wait a minute. Like you just signed a piece of paper like three months ago that says you're going to live in this house for a year. And I'm like, well, I am because I'm going to get the new one. He's like, well, that might be mortgage fraud. No, I'm like, no, like, it's not mortgage fraud. I'm not, we're not going <laughs> to live in both houses at once. So they're two miles apart from each other. He's like, okay, but I'm just telling you, they're going to, they're going to, that's going to be a red flag and they're going to want to talk to you about that and why you, you know, you just told them. And I was like, guys, this, so that, that's the stuff that stresses me out. It's like the one thing that you Mm -hmm. don't think about can mean, you know, you get the denied stamp and you're not, you're not getting a home. Uh, so just happy to have the financing part over. That is awesome. Uh, met with the, um, surveyors, got that all cleaned up. Uh, I met this morning with the landscaper, which is way ahead of schedule, but feel like that's early. Here's the thing. Or it uh, could be for late, those of right? you who have never built a house, the first time you do, most people don't think about landscaping and then they have no budget for it. Mm. And especially so if you're going to live on a piece of property like we are where it's seven acres, we're not going to landscape the whole, <laughs> whole seven acres. <laughs> no. But you don't, say you no. know, it's it's mostly open. It's wooded uh, on three sides. There's a, there's a, a river um, but there is a big open area too. So we didn't want to just have nothing there. So it's really a budgeting thing for me to figure out, well, let's get a plan. Also, when we're digging the hole, where do we want that dirt to go? Because mm. we don't want to take it off site. So where Motor do we need to level track. up? Where do we need to level the ground? Where do we need to go across the, the swale, create a little walking path? Just what does the landscaper have in terms of ideas? Uh, maybe mounding here and there. So I was just getting getting to meet them and and start those plans um, earlier than later. That's so fun. That's I feel like that's something right you could easily be like, oh, I didn't know we spent that much money because you're like, oh, yeah, I had two yes. trees here, this, 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 and then it, oh, sticker shock. Well, and especially yeah. dirt work. I mean, that's that's the thing about in Ohio where we have these magical things called basements. You know, you're you're pulling out a lot of dirt for yeah. you know a, a twenty five hundred square foot foundation that's being dug. Yeah. It's a lot of dirt and you got to do something with it or, or, or pay to have it hauled mm-hmm. off site. So, um, it's much cheaper to move dirt once yes. or once in a, I mean, every time you move it, this is one of my early construction, uh, teaching moments from the first division president I ever worked for. He's like, Kevin, every time you move dirt, it expands by roughly 30%. And so then you have to compact it, but it just like the physical size of it, when you're moving it around, just, you have to move it more, the more you move it. It's magic because it's growing. <laughs> so, okay, here's my super quick story time, but I'm extremely passionate about this. It, it's going to get me going if I'm not careful. 
I was listening Sweet. to another long form podcast is like f- almost five hours long, a single episode. And then the next, uh, next thing I'm listening to once I'm totally done with this is, um, the DeYoung family from DeYoung properties just started a podcast. They're at episode I three, that. I think. So I've got wow. episode one teed up. I'm going to listen to that next. But as I was listening to this uh, podcast, it kind of struck me what my role actually is and, and why I get passionate about certain things more than others as I'm working with, with people. Uh, coaching them and trying to make things better is a lot of the stuff we see out there is noise created intentionally to sell you something, mm-hmm. right? To to overly to make something overly complex to to show the need or the value that a company is providing to constantly say here's the next new thing, right? We've talked about this with with websites. It's like oh, you need a mobile site, you need a Spanish version, you need this, you need that. Um, there's always as like a society we try to catastrophize things or, or make things especially urgent so that we give them attention because we're an attention starved like mm-hmm. hey pay attention to me because mm-hmm. you you know if you don't have this one seo trick your business is going to go down the tubes in 2021 that kind of crap mm-hmm. so there's all this noise out there and we're constantly being given new Im- immediate urgent things to work on and look at and almost all of it is figurative and literal crap <laughs> it's it's just meant to plug up the, the the motion of everything and and to again add complexity and so i think i don't want this to become the, my official nickname like the ad doctor <laughs> at all but the it's plumber. like i'm the plumber for for the marketers <laughs> in our industry like i love it. literally Funny. when we start working with someone and you can tell they're just so overwhelmed so pulled in a million different directions um we're, we've started working with a, a builder in the last couple of weeks um, maybe a little over a month now. And you can tell, super smart person, really good at what they do, but is just kind of like in this traumatized state of of hyper, hyper stress, hyper, like everything's got to be like, I've got a million plates spinning and I don't know where to go and don't know what to do. And and very soon, and it's, it's starting to happen, but it's really going to hit her in the next 30 days. It's like, this doesn't have to be that hard. There's yeah, so much of this mm-hmm. that is just noise. Mm-hmm. I feel like the feeling that type of, not that person, but that mode is like, I have to do all of this. All of this is important. All of this will reflect on my job and my outcome Yeah. versus like 90% of it should be flushed away. And here's Absolutely. the 10% you should focus on. Yeah. I especially agree. when you have, like, if you have inventory homes, it's so like you should focus on getting those homes sold. You should market those homes. You should mm-hmm. make sure you have yeah. the content. You should make sure they're on the MLS. You should make sure they're syndicated properly. You should make sure, you know, you've sent out an email that you have ads running for them, but it's like, just go, go get rid of those. And then once you have a process and a system in place that you can address inventory homes, then you, you move on towards making sure you're hitting your sales goal and it's community by community hitting that. Like you don't have to, even, I mean, we've talked a lot about SEO in the past uh, with our builder partners and SEO is awesome, but SEO isn't something you need to invest in right now when you can't sell, you know, 80% of your neighborhoods are broken. They're just not performing. Well, there's no <laughs> wait and do SEO later. There's just so many things that, and it it's not all intentional. It's just, maybe it's, there's so many voices. Some of it, it certainly is intentional, but it's like that. Instagram reels, TikTok, not important. Like uh-huh. until you can do the basics really, really well. And the basics can be relatively straightforward. That's allowed. Yeah. I think they, maybe this is another episode 
they don't know what the basics are. Like for us, we do, mm. we know what they are, yeah. but I think most people are like, Ooh, why I, everything feels important mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking that they think. And so that's why they could be swayed one way or the other. Cause they're not, they're like, well, chatbot seems super important. Like look at these numbers. And it's like, whoa, 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 fix your Google and Facebook first. Like, yeah, it's like, Guys, it wait. doesn't matter for like, this is making that. it sound like Josh and I all over again, sitting down wants versus needs, wants prioritizing versus needs. what is most important, whether that's sitting down and figuring out, because I feel like everybody could be easily on different pages with that. Kevin, like just what you were <laughs> saying, how everybody easily hyper over all these big things where you want to hold their face and just say deep breath like focus on just these things at hand. Yeah. And there's definitely something to be said of either you being that strong leader or needing a strong leader in your organization that's telling everyone what is important and what's not, mm-hmm. but it can't all be the same level of importance. It's just not allowed. You, you can't, oh my gosh, I don't have a pumpkin on the front porch of my model home. Marketing, please help is not the same <laughs> importance <laughs> level as you know, we're at Inventory, 80% yeah. of our sales plan for the month. It just isn't. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, we're not making progress because we're so overly stuck. That's, that's what makes me, and I, I can, I could name them off. I won't, cause I will forget someone and it'll be terrible. But the folks we work with who it's, it's like, once they are unstuck, holy cow, look out what they're accomplishing and what they're doing is amazing. They get it done faster than I even would have ever expected them to get something done they're ready to go. They're moving, they're, they're making progress personally and, and their organization is making progress. And it's, it's because all these other folks are screaming at us and getting us more and more stuck on short-term crap. That's not getting us where we need to go long-term. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I see myself as doing is trying to help people get unstuck to have the bandwidth to focus on what's important to actually start making freaking progress and get better organizationally. Kevin, Love the it. plumber. The yeah. And we, so, need like a, we need a flush noise. <laughs> we need a flush noise. Flush. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have a flush noise. I, I um it custom. I love mm, it. Just I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, that's good. Maybe that's <laughs> the closest. Like, that's awesome. Uh, hey, Kevin, so, should I put chatbots on my site? With that, that's that's part of why we started the Market Proof Marketing Academy uh, officially. And so excited to let you all know that that has sold out this this year. Um 20 fantastic awesome. individuals will be going through, helping them get unstuck, helping them figure out what really is important. Focus on that with, a lot of fun. with everything. Going to be a ton of fun. You can go ahead and start signing up now for the VIP list for the next one. We'll probably be doing these twice a year is my hunch. Um, and that, so it'll probably be in the spring. We've already got um, eight people signed up for that, for that backup list. So wow. check that out at youconvert.com slash events. If you'd like to hop on that. All right, moving on to the news. Quick reminder, I have breaking news. Julie has internet and power now. Oh, wow. Woo-hoo! That didn't take five days. There you go. She's That's super awesome. excited. Those liars. So breaking That's news. Awesome. There we go. Congrats, That's Julie. News. Real, real news now. Um, uh, quick reminder, the budgeting article for 2021 is available at now.doconvert.com slash budget 2021. Link in the show notes. And um, the first thing that's interesting to see is that apparently Apple is starting to look at more and more seriously at creating their own search engine. And there's lots of reasons why they might want to do this. Not, not the least is right now there's some serious antitrust uh, investigation and, and, and charges being leveled at Google uh, for paying a bunch of money to Apple billions and billions of dollars a year to be the default search engine there. 
So they might have to come up with an alternative. Also, I think there's probably huge potential for them since Apple, part of their core brand messaging right now is around privacy. The idea of uh, creating a search engine that doesn't oh, sell yeah. your data to advertisers mm. um, as, as an option for consumers could be really interesting as a way to keep people in their in ecosystem. I mean, imagine if long-term, like three years from now, part of being an Apple device owner means that you don't have to worry about advertising as much, just in general. Wow. Like yeah. when you buy the more expensive phone, you're essentially paying your $5 extra to Hulu mm -hmm. to not have to have ads. It's that same oh. kind of idea. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very um, it is. That would be. Yeah. So um, the first signs of Apple's interest in this can be found in a subtle but significant change, the latest version of iOS 14, and increasing activity oh. from Apple's spidering tools that are used to scour the web and refine search functionality. So, so Apple sent out its spiders. It's, it's getting a better picture of the sites that are out there. And, um, and there, Apple is already linking to some of its own search results and linking directly to websites when users type queries from its home screen in iOS 14. So interesting. Do you think though, imagine if this does take off in five years from now, mm -hmm. if you're on an, an iPhone, which is whatever percent, some crazy percent, mm -hmm. this is just what you used. I feel like they'd have to monetize it more at some point. Uh, no, I mean, they, they are. Do you think they, they are monetizing you when you pay a thousand dollars for a new phone that's every true. other year? That's their, yeah. That's a lot. I mean, what, yeah. what was what was Facebook's number? It was like if every user paid $32 or something. Yeah, it's something minimal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then Plus that would cover minimal. all of the advertising revenue they get. I, I think it works. And this is what I was saying. I mean, it's it's I, I think I'm gonna have to come up with a sound effect about clairvoyance or or seeing the future too, because this is what we were just talking about last week. Uh, and at the pulse. Eventually, you're not going to be able to advertise your way into people's lives in the same way you can now. It's mm -hmm. just not going to happen. This is a perfect example of Apple saying, you don't want those slimy, you know, yeah. vote for X ad. Oh my gosh, your, get them out your, of here. Right? Oh, that yeah. alone, That's... would that make you switch search engines for a month? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's bad. It's yeah. surrounded down here in Florida with it. Mm -hmm. but, but what Apple would certainly do is they would say, hey, um, if I think it's just going to be a workaround, it's going to say, we notice we're sending you a lot of traffic, Mr. And Mrs. Company X. Mm -hmm. um, we need to have a little talk, mm -hmm. maybe <laughs> and try to get in on, on a part of the transaction. <laughs> or, or again, once they have the consumers, who knows where they'll redirect them. I, I, yeah, you're probably right. They do monetize in some way. Something. They just don't monetize from an advertiser per click because that's that is a broken model that is dying overall, slowly. But it, I think it will. So, so Ten years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Um, next up from CNBC, this is a two-part news story. September existing home sales jump nine point four percent, but prices are rising too fast as supply remains tight. And th the main point from this article here is the median price of an existing home sold in September was $311,800. Wow. A yeah. nearly 15% gain compared with September of a year ago. Man. Mm. So we're talking about, you know, builders taking price increases and everyone's, it's some, you know, some people are proud. Look how much we raised our prices. Mm -hmm. But I bet if you go back, it's not a 15% increase from a year ago in the same neighborhoods where, where new lots yeah. are being developed and new houses are coming. It might be close, but... Existing phase, new house plan, probably not 15% difference. 
And so you combine that with uh, this crazy place called uh, census.gov. I don't know if they're trustworthy or not, but uh, their date on new home sales came out on October 26th. And it says that the median price of a new home sold in September of 2020 was 326. Hey, 800. Wow. What's with the 800s? That's just kind of funny. They That's both... insane to think how close the, those numbers are. Yeah. So for a $15,000 difference, would you like yeah. to have toenails oh, in the carpet wow. or no toenails in the carpet? Would you like to have a brand new toilet or a used toilet? Would you oh like to gosh. have... Quint Lears. You know, That's two. Yeah. Yeah. The, the <laughs> dead body detector. Do you, need, do you want to have to get that out or... <laughs> Or not. I love it. That's funny. And again, you roll that into the interest rate, $15,000 at a mm-hmm. 2.6% mortgage. Not like a big difference. Two mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A sandwiches, I think, a month. The difference will be in the overall experience, the pain involved, and the amount of time that it takes to move in, right? And so if you can mm-hmm. communicate that, you're going to take care of them. You're going to make the process as smooth as possible, that you're in this together, that you're going to be a good, you know, that, that, um, as I think it was Myers Barnes used to say, the ticket to your amusement park ride, if you're a home builder, is a couple hundred thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be on that ride together, but I'm going to make sure you enjoy that ride. Um, that's a that's an incredible value. And, and so it comes back to some builders are, you know, like we talked about, we're thinking maybe we don't want to push price increases as much uh, in case some of the commodity prices come back down. Uh, they're raising prices, or well, I guess consumers are raising prices on their own homes that they're selling faster than builders. <laughs> are raising prices overall so far. Next up from Inman.com. Inman. Andrew's attempt to trigger me. Show off your listings. (laughs) Six tips for creating engaging IGTV videos. Yes, yes. So I saw this and let me give you why I think it's interesting. One, I don't think this guy wrote it. Mauricio from the, what's it? The agency in California. Mm. He's like, he's on Real Housewives of something. (laughs) but what I wanted, my intent was this. I was thinking about when I was shopping and picking out floor plans and all that stuff with the builder that I built with Uh the lack of content was super annoying and terrible. So this example, I put it up here because all of these are made on their phones, the videos. Uh And these are, how much is that house? $11 million, $6 million. Yeah. I don't know. And it's done. You're like, Oh, this is totally acceptable for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And here's this, agency in California that only does high-end yeah. property. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, if they could do it <laughs> and you have time and your basics are covered and it makes sense, I think people have this barrier to getting started. I'm like, well, here's this company doing houses that are crazy priced and they're just knocking them out all day long, it looks like. Yeah, for sure. Can yeah. you guys, first of all, can you hear this when I'm playing? Mm-mm. No. no. Okay. No. I don't know if it's record. I guess I should be able to see it here. Now you better have a new iPhone. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I is it narrated? I know the first one. It's not. Was... This one's not narrated. It's just music. But but the the category here, and of course, you can go see the videos and in, in the links, um, and they're on Instagram, so we can probably yeah. link to them directly. But this is a three minute thirty seven second video of a of a unit. There is um, some people talking, kind of showing the home. Listen, to your yeah, point, it is just shot. I said I wasn't going to do that. It is just shot on an iPhone. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this kind of goes back to what we were talking about the other day, where someone was bragging online about having lots of views of videos on TikTok or uh, Instagram mm-hmm. Reels, one mm-hmm. of the two. And 
my thought was yes, but that's because that is essentially a supermodel doing the videos. If Kevin Oakley <laughs> points in different areas of the frame that interest rates used to All be here same. and now they're here, <laughs> I guarantee you there, it doesn't huh. matter. And it's not a hacking of the algorithm. It's the fact that you're a beautiful person and I'm not. That's, that's, so when you, when you do this, like I would, I think this would be a fun thing for us to do this weekend, Andrew, is Mm -hmm. you go shoot your house like this. Oh, shoot. I'll shoot my (laughs) house like this. And then we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll play the same background music. We'll do the same thing. Like this house is marketing itself. There's so I much agree. money put okay. into the house. I agree. So my intended audience on this in my brain yeah. is people who are already working with you in some way or considering you, not for not for discovery or finding new traffic, but like, mm. oh, they have every floor plan right here on Instagram, mm. vertical video that takes up my entire phone versus navigating their site and then going, this thing is okay, terrible. Okay, you sold me. Sold. Okay, I agree, yeah. So it's more or less sold. letting them stalk you on Instagram for an hour and not having a lesser user experience going to your site. Okay. So mm. again, $11 million house with hype music. That's probably been custom written of, by someone who plays in the orchestra. And right? the, like, and the agency is like, they have shows that talk about them and they're in the yeah, office. Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. That's but crazy. if you're, what you're saying is do something similar on par with the type of builder you are relatively yeah. straightforward. Just, Shooting, shooting it, shooting it well and having enough of those. So you could, I completely agree with that. And have having it labeled content, and organized yeah. so people can like, you go put whatever, have, they have a lot on there. They have every yep. property tour. But the metrics on that's going to suck. And this is an, a sarcastic qu- statement I'm making. It's like, well then. That's like, the point. That's, it's <laughs> th- this, this is why that doesn't really get pitched from your typical agency is because there, there is no clear one-to-one connection on ROI for that work. Like it's going to be months or years until people start talking to you about the fact that, oh my gosh, I love all those videos. I watch every single one of them. Like you'll hear that eventually without Mm -hmm. a doubt. But at the beginning, you're gonna be like, and 18 people watched it. And I spent a a day of my life filming and editing and like, why did I do this for 18 people? You mentioned something about SEO earlier. And I, I think a project like this is there is urgency, like if you want to get it done, but it doesn't take over your life. It doesn't even, it's not even setting any point of your day. It's like, if I can do one of these per week, fine. And that's as much thought, but know how to do it and do a good job of it, of course. But like, you can't be like, all right, taking off Friday to make a bunch of these videos and Facebook and Google, like mm, who cares about you guys? Uh, this is I think for when you have having the time. buy-in for it too, wanting to do something like this, having a passion, yeah. like that makes it a lot easier to create that content. Or getting an intern and doing yes. one and saying, I want them yes. all to look like this. I'll see you at the end of the summer. Bye. Yes. Especially, I, I would think <laughs> someone who might be younger and is used to making videos on their mobile. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you could pay them per, I don't know what the, the laws are paying someone. Here's 20 bucks per house if you have a lot or $50. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's um, I just get it done. Yep. I like so that. That's a new content idea. I like that. I, I do. Yeah. I do think, you know, this is what you mentioned when we were just getting started is that if you have long form content that is good, probably don't just upload those to YouTube anymore. Probably don't just put them on Vimeo. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. just put, you know, there is no reason not to have them on IGTV or um, uploading them directly to Facebook. That is part of the world we live in is you need to upload everything directly to, to each place so that it's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the point. Like, let let people find your content wherever they already are. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's the on ramp um, idea that we talked about 
two, three years ago at the summit. It's like any one of those pieces of content could be the on-ramp that brings them into your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can actually, again, go back and create ads to any one of those pieces of content uh, from a remarketing perspective. I can speak on, on I think we all can, but it just talking about this makes me think of things that I've seen before that didn't apply at the time that, you know, I'll give a perfect example kind of off, but ruggable. Like now that I'm thinking about like having hardwood floors, I'm now remembering all of these Instagram ads that I've seen where they're rugs that you can like machine wash. They have all these fun Mm. styles. They're durable. They're for pets and kids. Like I'm Mm. now that I'm kind of going down this avenue of house, like in the forefront, it's things that I've seen before that's Mm. been kind of laid its you know, thumbprint on me that I'm now remembering back. It's yeah. similar to you with, you know, come across something may not appeal to someone now, but it eventually may. So. Well, and now I will be remarkable, Kevin. Till I um, buy something for ruggable. sure. <laughs> now that I've been on this site. I know. Re-advertising there. Get the but. snowman rug. That's <laughs> yep. Is there a Star yeah. Wars holiday rug? Cause that well, would. Re- real quick on the article itself. So focus on yeah. crafting content. Yes. Mm-hmm. Check. Uh, test your content. I think in this case, we're, we're talking about middle of the funnel, not necessarily top of the tunnel. The test is, is, is like your own test. Is it meet your own quality level? Not like test to figure out, is this going to get more conversions or less conversions? Cause it's a yeah. library. It's a, you're creating a library, not creating you're making a library, a whole bunch did, of ads. And this perspective on the articles from, um, a listing agent's perspective. Mm. And so they, they has little things with that, that perspective in there as far as for sure they found four mm-hmm. realtors that are the listing agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like number three, pay attention to video length. Eh. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think this yeah. is more of a, we want to make sure that our, our clients don't expect a 10 minute video and we can tell them, Hey, all of our videos are between two to like, that's arbitrary. Why, why two to five minutes each? Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. especially mm-hmm. some of those 12,000 square foot house. Might if you're doing a studio apartment, minutes. two minutes might be too long, right? Yeah. Like yep. it, you just don't know. Uh, increase your views by cross posting. The views don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so for sure, selecting a right, th- a good thumbnail on an image is important without a doubt. And you could upload your own. So if you are making it a library, that might be a chance too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it might look like YouTube's, like YouTube videos with like a overly designed thing. But if it helps you navigate. Bonus article here. Oh, we, like we won't talk about it because we're running out of time. We still got to get to the answers to last week's question of the week, but. For a Wall Street Journal, just posted an article today called Zillow's Zestment is the Algorithm We Love to Hate. Why Can't We Quit It? And I'll just pull a quote from you to get you, encourage you to spend the the five to 10 minutes to go read it. Uh, This is straight from the author. Not only is Zillow my personal self-worth destruction enhancement machine, meaning whatever the Zestment is on my house, if it's going up or down, I feel better about my my (laughs) economic situation or worse. But it's kind of like TikTok for adults. (laughs) And uh, so that's, that's, that's going to be a fun read. Uh, It just starts out with some people let their body weight define them. The number on the scale becomes a proxy for their self-worth. My self-worth is defined by my Zestimate. (laughs) It's my Zestimate. (laughs) What about your Zestimate on your properties you used to own? Like does, do you say those? I have. I have our last one in there, which is crazy. I'm like, there's no way. Like we... Ours, the, our old one now, mm-hmm. when we sold, when we bought it in 2014, it's now doubled in the Zestimate and the wow. price, which wow, is, I'm yeah. like, that's nuts. Like that, <laughs> that's crazy. 
Yeah, I'm looking up our old house in Pittsburgh that we sold for four fifty four years ago, and the Zestman's at five seventy four. Wow, that's crazy. That is ours is uh. Yeah, I, I just, it's an old, I don't know. I'll put it on the podcast, our old one. Oh man, flashback in time. This is, these are drone shots. Oh, from the first drone I ever owned. Aww. Look at that. Kevin, I remember seeing your sunset photos from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, yeah, I love, I love how Zillow doesn't forget. That's another mm-hmm. reminder for everyone. Your, your website shouldn't forget either. But I know, yeah, ours, that's, that's, yeah, going through our old picture. That is weird. It's creepy. There's pictures of my son on the wall. Oh man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Look at that. Look at those blackout curtains. All right, guys, let's go, go to the answers to last week's question of the week. When it comes to new it. communities, do you have a process for branding them? How do you come up with a new community name, logo, messaging, etc.? Kevin Weitzel pops in right away. I've wondered the same on occasion, like when I see Riverview Riverwalk and there isn't a body of water for miles. <laughs> <laughs> or when builders use uh. the term blank estates and the homes are practically starter first-time buyer homes. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. remember I told my story that we solved uh, a struggling community by just making the new section called estates and then it, then it took off. Magic. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, if the developer hasn't named it already, we try to go off of local history to give it significance to the area, says Beth Phillips. A couple of people mentioned the SEO impact. Matt Slutsky yeah. from mm-hmm. BuzzBuzz is like, hey, <laughs> as a quick example, there's an old condo project in Toronto called Neptune. I'll tell you that if someone Googles Neptune, they are not finding your website for this condo versus something very specific like 10 Prince Arthur. <laughs> that is the name of development, which is also their address. So this works very well. That's an interesting mm-hmm. idea. I hadn't thought about that. That being the reason why there is this trend, especially for apartment complexes, just be like 100 something. arrow something. And that's just their address. It's an interesting yeah. it is. idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Kevin and Matt got into a, a data feud. Um, Buzz Buzz Home says that Meadows is by far the biggest culprit with 161 developments with Meadows in it. If oh you my. add Meadow singular, you're at 186 different neighborhoods with Meadow in the name. Enclave has 56. Yep. Uh, mm. And Ranch has 272. Ranch dressing. That's, yeah. And I feel like then you dive into the, like, you know, just thinking of communities and, and having to then think of like home collection. I mean, home floor plan names are even just a funny one too. Going into collection names, you go into like trees and artists. And I mean, you could just go wild with that kind of thing. And then Bridget Thompson says, this is just funny. I had to share, check the generate negative names box. So it's a, (laughs) this is from Lewinberg.com real estate subdivision name generator. Um, I'm just going to generate 10 names here. Let me read the top. Let's see it. Live right now. Oyster Island, Whalers Farms, <laughs> The Prospect at Buffalo uh-huh. Crossing, these Oak Ranch. Be, these are names. Treasure mm. Cliffs, Hummingbird Prospect, Dover Vineyard, Graceful Villas. Mm. Uh, let's just look at the prospect at Buffalo Crossing. Is that? I'm just going to Google that. Meet the Chef, Buffalo Crossing's Assisted Living. There you go. Ah. There you go. Okay. But if I click on generate negative names. Oh, man. 10 new ones. <laughs> Repellent <laughs> Ditch, Rickety Pit, Spider Void, Sloppy Boondocks, Old Sinkage, Burning <laughs> old Gutter, sinkage. Spider Swamp, Stinking Boondocks, Old Sinkhole. 
Man, I, like I always yeah. wanted to live cool. in rickety pit. So, <laughs> well, we've had Happy Acres for a couple of years now, thanks yeah. to we did. Uh, we may have to change that, show. Kevin. Well, now, no, now we've got Happy Acres, and instead of saying Sad Acres, which didn't ever yeah. really strike my fancy, pit. Pit. <laughs> old <Or> sinkhole. Old <laughs> sinkhole. <laughs> I love. Do you want to live at Happy Acres or old sinkhole? I like old sinkhole. Oh, I think that's man. um. So I there, what was the episode? I've got the episode number with Ryan Snar from Destination. Mm-hmm. They talked about the community design and feel and those sort of things. If yeah. if you have not listened to that episode, I definitely enjoyed it where they, he talks about the thought into like, mm. even I remember he had like the radius of the corners and how that impacts how fast people drive and all these yep. little oh, things that, wow. that you maybe don't think about, or I forgot her name with charter homes, charter communities. Lauren Spammer. I knew it was a Lauren. There we go. Yeah. Lauren Spammer. Lauren Spammer. Yeah, a lot, lot yeah. goes into it. There's a there's a 15 comment thread in growing, so feel free to hop back into the group if you missed out and throw in your answers there. Also, Carla Tutin says I make logos. She does. She does. She doesn't. She doesn't charge you a hundred thousand dollars for them either. She what does a great job. Best part. All right. I think this week's question of the week should be around budgeting. So I like all that. I want to know, I don't want to know what your budget is. That's that's personal. You just keep that to yourself. B word. Uh, we don't need, you know, folks like EYA and, and Empire and everyone shaming everyone with their, with their massive budgets. <laughs> Four comments. <laughs> but, yeah. um, no, I just want to know, what does your budgeting process look like at the highest level? Like, do they give you a number? Do you mm. give them a number? How early do you start that process in a new year? Just share with everyone kind of how that process goes, again, at a very high level. Yeah. Did they give you a number of communities, a number of homes, and then you come back and say, I think I need this. Did they say, this is your number. Now you break that up. H- how does that work? And also, uh, special bonus points. If you don't do budgets, I so will encourage favorite. you with a prize. If anyone who comments in there that they do not have a budget, you will win a prize. I promise oh. you will win something great. Oh. Uh, uh, just for the honesty of not having a budget. Because there's a bunch of them out there still. Like whose line? Numbers yeah. are just made I up. Just, it's always fascinating to me to see how people go through this process because it's just so different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the best way, if there is a best way. Oh, there we go. Yes, there yeah. is a best way. Mm, perfect. If you, can, if you can sell it internally, if you got the street cred. Mm-hmm. All right. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out dconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else that we are online. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.